Okay. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you feel that we have to face as um, Black women in various roles with all the roles that we play? So what is one of the one of those challenges that we have to face with that at being a black woman? Um, when we're trying to express how we feel or trying to express a concern and we're deemed as loud or ignorant, that's the one thing that really makes me mad. I saw this thing on Facebook where it said, um, when a black woman expresses herself, she's loud and ghetto. But when like a Latina woman expresses herself, it's fiery and sexy. Like mm -hmm. I, I want that to finally just be misconstrued. Like we have a voice just as just as well as other people. But because we um, present it a little bit differently, we get looked at a little bit differently. Like, oh, she's being loud and she's being ghetto and she's like, oh, right. please, please, we need to cut that out. We need to cut that out. Us black women deserve to be heard just, just as well as everybody else. Your dog is super trained but mine never listens to me. That's because I just signed up for a dog training course in the community app. It notifies you of all classes happening within a 10 mile radius and has many options. They've got literally everything from dog training classes to dance classes. No way, you mean I can get my dog trained and learn dancing? Yeah, install the app right now and see for yourself. Alula Life Greens actually started for me when I was 23 years old. I went out and bought a $400 industrial juicer and I started juicing every single week. And I hated it. It took so much time, it cost money, and it was a process. That's when I started making the Life Greens product. It truly is the one drink that you should take every day for the rest of your life. My name is Amy and I absolutely love fitness. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a professional makeup artist. Eating healthy is not the easiest thing. We get so busy in our lives, it's really hard to take the time to eat healthy and to eat right. My absolute favorite thing about this product is that they combine reds, greens, and probiotics in one mix. You put it in your water and you shake it up and voila, it's so easy and it tastes amazing. You'll feel a difference. Then you start believing that you really can change and that you can actually feel better. Hello, hello, everybody. I am Dr. Tina J. Ramsey, and I am here today with another fabulous guest. I have the pleasure of introducing you to a true powerhouse. She is a mom. She is a founder. She is a singer and an activist. All her roles into an incredible package of woman. Yes, that's what I said. Her name is Holly. She is here to take the podcast world by storm with her own show called Morning Minosa. Yes, honey. And she is just amazing on what she is doing with her mission, with her podcast, with her advocacy. And she is tackling those topics that we need to be discussing within our communities in order for you to elevate and position yourself to a healthy health and wellness with mental health and also knowing that morning my nose yeah 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 they have your she have your back holly got your back so let's bring holly on right now welcome to the show holly hey everybody 
so glad to be here. Thank you yeah. for having me. Oh, no, I am so happy because when I see all of the things that you're doing, you're a singer. First of all, you're a mom like me, and that is a job in itself that we never oh, yeah. get. Sick leave, time off, none of that. <laughs> okay. okay. That's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but then you also advocate for, uh, I call it, the ones who had who have no voice. So you bring up these topics that need to be discussed, and then you create it. You're the um, founder and CEO of um, Morning Minosis. So, what made you decide to start uh, start your podcast in the first beginning, and what is your goal for your podcast? So, what made me start my podcast was um, so I actually started it back in 2017, but I didn't do anything with it. Um, I made I created the Morning Moses page. I made an announcement that summer. Did a toast with my sister and my ex best friend. That was that. Um, I decided to revamp it late last year, so it was the beginning of like November, um, due to the fact that I had lost two aunties, two uncles and my mom's cousin all in that short time. So um, with all that grief that I was going through, I decided to turn it into something positive, which is morning mimosas. So I decided to revamp it. I started looking for people to you know, do this with me, found people, lost people, you, you guys know trial and error. Mm -hmm. And then here we are, we are now at 1100 followers in that short period of time. So, um, and then my goal for this is to change the narrative of our black community. Um, like I tell people a lot, we've evolved technology wise, but our mindsets are still the same. So I wanna be that person to help change the narrative. So we're going in a better direction because the direction that we're currently going in is not it, so. I 1000% agree with you on that. Like you're right with the advances of technology, with advancements of where we are as a whole when we look at jobs and different stuff like that we think that we some people say that we made it but no we still have a lot of trauma a lot of pain a lot of tears we're in the present but i said you know some people we still living in the past okay and we cannot successfully move forward until we address and heal the past first. And what we're doing, we're constantly moving and grooving, but we still carrying that baggage. And yes, it's not going to be easy. It's, it's not going to be easy. But once you heal yourself, then you can't be stopped. Put it like that. You can't be stopped. So I'm glad that you decided to tackle that and also bring this up within our community, uh, which we need to start having these. Uh, I like to call it healthy conversations. So with all that being said, with you being a mama advocate, uh, a host of your podcast, going through the ups and downs of life, even dealing with your own uh, challenges with, you know, different family members passing away. And the ups and downs of being a podcaster, I keep telling people podcasting is not linear. It is very up and down. You have highs, you have lows, and you have some kind of like stagnant areas. And you have to learn how to move through all those movements. So how do you try to balance? Because there's no really true way to balance all of this. But how can you uh, balance your role as a mom, as a founder, as an advocate, you're a singer, and you're also a, a an activist. So how do you manage to do all of that? The first thing I do is I remember that I'm human. 
Um, one of the things that we fail to do is we forget that we're human and we don't take the time to take care of ourselves first. One of the things I'm um, really, really big on is self-care. Um, if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of any of my business, whether it's being a mom, being a podcaster, being a businesswoman, or being a daughter, a sister, a niece, you know, just all of that. You can't do all of that unless you take care of yourself first. So that's literally how I keep things together. I have to remember like, hey, this part is stressful right now, or I'm going through a trial right now. But you have to remember, take care of yourself so you're able to get through that. People, and that's another thing that we forget too. We forget to take care of ourselves because we're so busy being a mom, a businesswoman. We're stressed out from work or we're stressed out because we have a, you know, emergency bill or something like that. But yeah, all those things are true. And yes, we go through those things, but we have to learn how to navigate and be like, hey, yeah, this is stressing me out. But negativity makes things worse. Like, I don't know if people really, I don't know if people believe in like energy and stuff, but negativity, if you exhibit negativity, negativity will come. If you exhibit positivity, positivity will come. So that's just how I live my life. It's not easy. Okay. But, <laughs> but it's doable. It really is. Doable. I agree with you on that as well. Um, but one point that I heard you say that I thought was, was that you're staying out. What you just said was that you're human. And many times we want to do all these different things and not realize we don't put any margin in for failure and we don't put no margin in for life mishaps. We just say, OK, I have this goal. I'm going to set this. I'm going to put all of these expectations, some realistic, some unrealistic. And then once we get to that point and it don't work out great, well, I'm a failure. No, you're not a failure. It co it's called life. <laughs> it's called life. OK, and so we have to learn how to say sometime you may have something on your list and you, and life happens and you just cannot do it right then. And you have to be okay with that. And I agree with you about the energy because if you're around negative people, you will become negative. Of course. I mean, just like if you're around positive people, you will, you will start having that mindset. Even when bad things happen, you can see the positive thing and more positivity going to come into your life. So the people we're around, the information we read, what we watch on television, what we listen to, all plays a big, big part in our overall well-being. So the fact that you're even bringing that up is very valuable because sometimes we look at that as nonchalant. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Hey, that that is one of the crucial things you need to make sure essential things you need to make sure that you do because it can either help you or pull you back exactly <laughs> okay so what are some of the biggest challenges that you feel that we have to face as um black women in various roles with all the roles that we play so what is one of the one of the challenges that we have to face with that at being a black woman um, when we're trying to express how we feel or trying to express a concern and we're deemed as loud or ignorant, that's the one thing that really makes me mad. I saw this thing on Facebook where it said, um, when a black woman expresses herself, she's loud and ghetto. But when like a Latina woman expresses herself, it's fiery and sexy. Like mm. I, I want that to finally just be misconstrued. Like we have a voice just as, just as well as other people. But because we um, present it a little bit differently, 
we get looked at a little bit differently. Like, oh, she's being loud and she's being ghetto and she's like, her please, please, we need to cut that out. We need to cut that out. Us black women deserve to be heard just just as well as everybody else. That that, that that's just a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> well, and they always put us in that stereotypical what they see on TV as an angry, mad black woman. Yep. So if we have an opinion, then we're mad. <laughs> we always have to be mad if we don't agree. <laughs> uh, so it's like if you have a disagreement, oh, you mad. Oh, you're angry. No, I just have an opinion, opinion and I don't agree with you, but that don't make me mad. It's just making me share my perspective on why I feel the way I feel. That doesn't mean that I'm angry. That just lets you know that this is my perspective. And so I agree with you on that as well. Uh, we are looked at as being loud, ghetto, hard to deal with, uh, you know, mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, even if a woman is like presenting herself um, in a classy manner, I'm going to use this lady as an example because I absolutely love her. I don't know if you know who coach Sydney Carter is. She is a coach for, um, I believe, was it Texas A&M? I think she's like the director now, but um, she was wearing very beautiful clothing as a coach and she was judged for, I guess dressing too sexy as a basketball coach. I know. But if you look, but if you look at her outfits, there was nothing wrong with what she was wearing. But she, why why was she being judged? Because she's a black woman. Let let her you know. No offense, her other counterparts do the same thing. They wouldn't have said nothing. But I yeah, I saw that too. And the fact that it's different. And the fact that she's dressed up, what's wrong with being dressed up on the court line? I mean, most of the, the audience come dressed up women, especially us black women. We come dressed to impress wherever we go. We Okay. And so, <laughs> so if you understand the audience, you will see a lot of black women dressed just like she was dressed. And there's not anything wrong with it. And so um, I know exactly who you're speaking about. And... And then they start doing, I, I even saw another post. I wish I would have shared it on Facebook where it showed a woman, a Caucasian woman, and she was dressing similar to uh, her. And no one said a thing. She wears heels and two-piece suits and, you know, dressed to the nine, look good too. No one said a thing. But as soon as they notice her, they, it, oh, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> yes. So what we're going to do, we're having such a great conversation, but you know how this goes. We have to take a break from our sponsors. And then once we come back from this commercial break, we're going to have some more healthy conversations with the lady of the moment on this podcast, which is the amazing Holly, honey. We'll be back in a moment after this commercial break. Welcome to a unique dating experience unlike any other. You gave the relationship all you had. Wait, we have to share a bed? Can your ex help you meet your next love? I'm looking for somebody that's going to make me laugh. Do I have any low-lying feelings for Nicole? Maybe. Sorry, I don't agree with their decision. Oh. Are you afraid? No, we're talking to Why are we here? You should be. After Happily Ever After, series premiere, Wednesday at 10 on BET. 
And just like that, we are back. And I come along with a friend whom you might ask, the amazing Holly. All right. So we're <laughs> back from the commercial break. And we've been having some great conversations. I'd like to say healthy conversations um, about our culture, about our community, about our people, because this is a narrative that has, we have to address this. We have yeah. seen for all these hundreds of years, the result of non-communication, the result of not talking about this. And uh, it's about time, family. It's about time for us to have this conversation so that our children will not have to carry this baggage that we've been carrying for all this time. And now we need to leave this better for our babies, okay? We need to fix this. <laughs> I agree. So let's talk totally about this, this fixing, okay? And so with your podcast, with what you do, how do you plan <clears throat> to help with some of these issues? Like what's some issues that you're going to tackle that we need to really, that you think that we really need to address in the now? So one of the biggest issues I want to tackle is mental health awareness. Um, for some reason, um, our community, if we seek help, we're considered weak. And I'm trying to dead that altogether. I'm trying to let people know that you're not weak for wanting help. You are stronger because you, you're trying to fight this demon. You know, so that that's the one of the things absolutely huge for me. And then with these cold cases. So one of the things in my pod, I'm actually working on a documentary right now. Um, so we want to help solve cold cases and missing person cases of African-Americans and um, also wrongfully convicted brothers and sisters as well. Um, so if I, if I can actually speak on a wrongfully convicted brother and sister right now, um, the one I'm working on, his name is Prentice Pons. I actually just got off the phone with him about an hour or so ago. Um, He's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's serving a life plus 25 year sentence for insurance fraud. Oh, wow. Yeah. It just sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he's been in there six years already. And um, talking to him today really made me cry. I'm not even going to lie because. Um, they, they convicted him on nothing. Mm. Lots of corruption and yeah, but just, you know, just trying to figure out my best way to help him. Um, trying to reach out to, you know, wrongfully convicted um, nonprofits that can help. Um, I'll be starting my nonprofit also to help um, everybody in this uh, situation, the cold case victim families, missing person families, wrongfully convicted people's families, you know, get them counseling, you know, just, just everything that we're doing right now. It's just, it's just, it's, it's huge. Um, Cause this, this needs to happen. Um, like I said, the last four, 500 years, like the only thing that's evolved in our community is technology. We're still doing the same. We still have the same mindsets, parents, uh, what is that phrase? Um, kids are to be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. that, that that doesn't work for me as a mom. My my daughter's three and my son is two, and that doesn't that's not going to work for me. I want them to be able to come and tell you know talk to me mm -hmm. about stuff. You know that things need to change. It just needs to change. It's not yeah. working. 
know <laughs> it's really not and i can and i feel feel with you on that the way that i raise my children is for them to be able to have an opinion to be able to come to me about anything i have this no judgment policy when they need to speak on something that's really weighing on their heart and if they say the phrase mom i need to speak with you on a no judgment policy i know right then that it's something that's really hitting them but they don't they're worried about the way that i'm gonna react to it so therefore no judgment right so i sit there and i listen i listen that's what we mess around with parents sometimes we don't listen if we hear something that we don't quite understand, we don't quite like, we automatically go on the defense. Like, oh, oh, oh you know, you wasn't raised like that. What you did? Right. So right. I just listen, unjudgmental, and let them share of themselves. And then after they, after I say they finish whatever it is, I don't care if it takes five minutes, it takes 30 minutes for them to get all of it out. I'm sitting there just listening. And then once we do that, then we have a conversation. I call it healthy conversation. And that has helped me so much that now they're teenagers now and they come to me about some of the most outlandish and some of the, like everything they come to me, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm glad you came to me. So now let's talk about this. <laughs> but we have that open door policy. And so yeah. I feel as parents, I grew up in a generation where you'd be seen and not heard. You, you just yeah. Opinion, you stay yeah. at a child's place, okay? Yeah. You know, even if someone intrude on your person, intrude on you, your emotions, your feelings. I mean, basically, we grew up in an era where a uh, child's opinion, their word wasn't looked upon as valuable because they're a child, okay? And so um, I truly understand what you're saying with that. And so I want to make sure for myself that I change that narrative for my my children and hopefully they'll carry that on because it creates a lot of trauma it creates a lot of uh a lot of anxiety yes. <laughs> a lot of unnecessary anxiety and speaking of anxiety Fair. let's talk about this pdsd and how have you ever dealt with pdsd or do you help people with pdsd because i know that that is one thing that is like mm. a banner in regards to mental illness, mental health. And I don't like to say illness. I like to say mental health. Health, yeah. We should, it's not an illness. It's just a chemical imbalance in some mm -hmm. sorts. And the reason why people don't come to us and admit different things is because the connotation of they don't want to be labeled as crazy, something wrong with them. Our community Boom. is very judgmental when it's dealing with that. And it makes us hide if you're dealing with depression. Like, I deal with depression. I'm going to be the first person to tell you, yeah, I deal with depression. Okay. What? You don't think just because I smile, I don't deal with depression? I mean, I have some low moments, okay? You know? And so I feel that a lot of the suicide that's on the rise with our community would come to, it will, it will lessen if we had the confidence and we had the safety to know if we said, hey, I'm having these, these, uh, situations i don't quite understand it i'm emotional unusually emotional i don't understand what's going on and we had this conversation where we can talk about it a lot of these suicides a lot of these uh drug overdose alcoholism all of this uh i think it will help get rid of a lot of that or at least provide the right resources what do you think about that i completely agree so i actually have yeah. pts i actually have ptsd mm -hmm. um 
And that's because um, I lost my firstborn when I was 15. Um, she was drowned. Um, so I, uh, I definitely understand. I didn't want to be labeled anything either. Um, but what I started to realize is that um, I couldn't deal with the flashbacks I kept getting. Um, you know, seeing my seeing my daughter floating floating in a tub like that. So, um, gotta you guys gotta we have to we have to take care of ourselves, guys. We just like I I I, I don't know why we're so judgmental of each other like that when somebody wants to better themselves. Like I just think that that part is so weird, you know, mm-hmm. um, that we just. Like, hey, so, like, I hear you, like, because, like, like, I be hearing so, like, hey, I heard you going to therapy, like, mm-hmm. how is, like, how is that going for you? And I'm like, like, why do you sound so, like, not, like, non-supportive of that? I, like, it's just, it, like, it just blows my mind. But, yes, we definitely, we definitely need to take care, better care of that because, like, a lot of these overdoses I've been seeing, especially with fentanyl, mm-hmm. I've, been seeing, I've been seeing a lot of Black people dying from fentanyl overdoses and I, I just what what's going on there y'all like please talk to somebody because that's not it no it's not it it's not it and so this interview i hope and i pray that people see this for what it truly is because we're opening up we're being very transparent we're being vulnerable sharing about our own personal battles our own personal situations in hopes of letting you see that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to get help. I remember when um, I was just at a very, very low point. I, I had my first daughter and honestly, the emotions that you have, the hormonal imbalances from just having a child, I never experienced that. And then I found out that I was going through postpartum depression. Now, when I found out I was had postpartum depression on the news, they had it so like splattered. This mother killed their daughter. They drove their child into the ocean. You know, I didn't see any situation on the news that will say you can go, you can make it through this situation without harming your child. So I'm here panicking, like, oh my God, I don't want to ever do that to my children. What, what, I mean, like, what do you mean postpartum depression? Like, I'm like, berserk. Like, what do you mean? And so they, they explained it to me. They gave me some help. And over time with my hormones balanced, um, I was able to see a brighter side, but it was because of me being able to get the therapy and because of me uh, asking for help. And I did have my husband, that uh, actually was like, no, 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 we're going to, this is not you. You're not yourself. We're going to figure out what's going on. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I kept that a secret from a lot of my family and friends because I was worried about how they was going to look, how they was going to perceive me, you know, and judge me. And and I didn't want to be labeled as crazy, quote unquote. Oh, you done lost it, girl. What you had, a nervous break? And I, I didn't want that label. And every time I used to go to the therapist, I used to wear like big baggy clothes, a hat pulled down because I didn't want anyone passing by to see me, you know? So I'm at this point where I advocate uh, for mental health awareness to go to a therapist that's non-biased, that can help you work through those Pandora boxes, those past traumas that's holding you back, help you identify when you feel those emotions, it can let you know, hey, this is what I need to do in order to help myself work through this so that I can see the bright, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. 
but our community look at us and even in general not even our just our community but in general they look at health well health and wellness from the neck down but we need to focus on the neck up okay <laughs> okay we need to focus on because this control all of this it does control the entire body so the fact that you're talking about pdsd the fact that you're even sharing about your experience with your daughter uh is to be commended because just doing that alone is can be a very scary undertaking so thank you for sharing and thank you for taking it to the next level with saying okay i'm providing this help for my inner self helping myself but i also want to extend this to the community if they want it they have access and changing the mindset around mental health it's just health and wellness people it don't mean you're crazy it means that you're taking care of your mind Exactly. Exactly. But it, it it but it's it's really interesting, but they don't they don't see it as that. They see it as like like you stated, like like, oh, I don't I don't want to be labeled as like psychotic or schizophrenic or you know, all like all those other terms. And I'm just like I'm like so what if they label you like that? Yeah. So what? As long as you're getting help for it, you can overcome it, right? Isn't that what matters? But okay, I don't know. Yeah, I had to grow into that. I I was going, but I had to grow into that self awareness, self confidence. Um, and to be honest with you, and I, it might sound a little rude, but I had to stop caring what other people think. Okay, <laughs> I had to stop caring. Like, and what? Okay. Yeah, I go. You need to go too. That's the problem. You're not going. <laughs> Poetry so fingers. To, <laughs> so I had to get to the point where I don't care what you think about me. As long as I'm taking care of myself to make okay. sure that I am all right so that I can be a beacon of light to be able to do what I'm purposed to do to help all these people. Wow. I'm on this earth to help. Okay. Wow. I don't care what you think. Wow. I don't care what you think. So say what you want. But I'm out here making moves and helping to change lives. And I can't do that if I'm not taking care of my neck up. Because exactly. hearing all these different problems and situations, it weighs on your spirit, honey. So I, I know, like you saying, you was emotional about the young man that you're helping. And people don't realize as coaches, as mentors, as advocates, we're, people are downloading their problems, their challenges, their issues onto us. And we have a heart. We truly care. Because this is a faceless job that normally we get no money we doing it from the sheer kindness of our heart taking what time away from our families and we're hearing all this and you can't turn that off you get some of these stories and you be like oh my god yeah. and then it's going on racing in your head because we all dealing with different things maybe dealing with depression pdsd of our own and now we're 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 flashing their stories in our head figuring out how can we help them okay and so you're getting emotional because, honey, I've been there, still there, know what you're talking about. And so you have to get some um, therapy, have to have that self-care, some time to relax for yourself in order for you to be productive, in order for you to continue to work. Because the work can, this type of work can not only burn you out, but it can, it can wear you out mentally. It can wear you out mentally. And so we have to do it. 
So when I'm thinking about that you're a singer as well, so do you incorporate your singing into your advocacy and your community work? That's so interesting. Um, so yeah, a little bit. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry, but Channing, you know. That's 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 a Sagittarius in me, but um, be the sensitive. Um, so yeah, I do incorporate my music a little bit. Um, I'm actually gonna be um, I'm actually in the middle of writing a justice piece for cold case victims, uh, and I will put that in my documentary. Um, but my reasoning behind doing that is um, whatever I make from that, um, for it to be donated to any places, any nonprofits that help with cold case cold cases and or missing persons of African-Americans, specifically um, the Doc Ellis Foundation. I oh. just, I love them. Um, so definitely a lot of work going to them because they're doing amazing work. But um, yeah, just doing, you know, small things like that. I wrote a jingle for my podcast okay. that I haven't recorded yet, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing more more with and, that. And I hear this tone of your voice and, and excuse me, but I just have to say it, you have a, a unique calming <laughs> um, um, voice that's very unique. It, it transitioned into podcast and transitioned to radio, <laughs> but I'm, I'm hearing something else that you could possibly think about in the future because I know you have a lot on your plate. What about spoken word poetry? Do you do that? I used to write poetry a lot. I was See, actually I knew it. I yeah, it. I, was, <laughs> I was actually I was actually published when I was a teenager um in um like a poetry book and I actually like they sent me like I was supposed to go to Vegas and get an award but my parents couldn't afford it back then but um yes I I love I love I love poetry um and I actually I don't know have you heard of Ted's uh, Ted talks yeah I would love to do one Oh, you already put it out there. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen because you put it out in there. It's going to happen now. So get ready. You already put it out there. Oops, you put it out there. So I'm going to be like, hi, girl. I see you on the TV, girl. <laughs> but it's, it's just really interesting. Um, like, you're not the first person to tell me that about my voice, but I'm just like, what do you guys hear that I don't? I don't hear it. Maybe because it's mine. But like, I, I just want to say thank you for that compliment because I, I get that a lot lately. And I'm like, how? But okay. No, <laughs> like really, I hear it. And I'm like, I can, I, can, I can hear you reading poetry. I can hear you reading. I can even hear you being the narrator behind uh, these cold cases during, during the voiceovers. You can be a, your voice is so good that you can actually do voiceovers. I do voiceovers. And because some people want my excited Southern twang, they looking Love for it. Southern twang. All right. And so people are looking for the serene, the calmness, the nurturing effect of your voice. Your voice is very calm, very serene, very nurturing, but powerful at the same time. And it's hard to find a voice that does all of that with saying and speaking on hard topics like criminal justice, like PDSD. And so to feel safe, you have a very safe sounding voice. Um, and, and that's only because I hear and I tell people like, this is what you need to do with your voice. The coach in me. So I see, I digress. <laughs> okay, let's get back to you, Holly. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are most, <laughs> most welcome. So when you start clearing some of your schedules, look into that because I can really see that being one of the 
layers of what you do and what you're bringing. And so what um, advice would you give to someone who wants to get involved with the criminal justice reform or uh, promoting healing in the community? Because I know that's very important, the criminal side, the criminal justice side. So if someone want to help, how can they help? Um, how can they support? So one of the things that uh, I tell people that you can do for free, right? Mm -hmm. Watch and share and like, that's like one of the biggest things you can do. Something that doesn't cost you a dime, but it does cost you a few seconds to do. Watch, share, and like. Um, you know, spread whatever story that we're talking about because um, I speak to a lot of cold case victims' families. Mm -hmm. And um, some of them have been waiting for justice 20 plus years, you know? Um, and then, you know, during also during those times, they've lost other family members, thus making, you know, the pain were a little bit worse for them. So just, Put yourself in these family shoes, guys, and think of it if it was your family member and just, you know, su support the family any way that you can. Um, you know, on my page, I will start putting up, um, you know, old clips of um, certain cold cases that I'll be working on. And you guys can like reach out to the families and ask them what you guys can do. Just get yourself in the community. Don't just, don't just, okay. So here's what we do as a community, right? A tragedy happens. We're all sad. We post about it on social media, and then a week a week later, it dies down. No, we gotta keep we gotta keep that story fired up because that was somebody's daughter, somebody's son, somebody's father, somebody's mother, grandmother, auntie, and that pain that they exhibited from that will, will be forever. Yeah. So I need I need people to start putting the human back in humanity. Mm. That's it. And That's when we get back to that, then we'll see a true change. Yeah, we'll see a true, true change. And you're right. Um, to the general public, that may just be a breaking news story. But to the family that it's happening to, it's a lifelong battle, a lifelong journey. And especially when you're thinking about how many of our people are falsely um, incarcerated. At, at like high rates. It's not like it's small. It's a lot. Okay. And so um, one young man just got released from um, prison. Uh, I think it was this week. Uh, he already served like 18 years. And then they found out that uh, they falsely arrest him and he served 18 year sentence on a case or no murder that he did not commit. And he had always advocated that he was innocent, but being that he has some resemblance to the guy they just okay. wanted to, but when I looked at the photos, I didn't see no resemblance. I'm going to be totally honest with you. So, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest with you. That's just my opinion now. That's just my opinion. Let me just give that little disclaimer. I didn't see no resemblance other than black man, young black man. That's it. He was a young black man. That's it. Um, but, of course, some people say differently. But the case of the matter is he didn't do it. And now he's free. They exonerated him, but the fact of the matter is he's still not free, even though he's free, because 18 years have been taken away from his life. The lifestyle that's in prison of what he had to deal with to survive for 18 years under the conditions that we can't even fathom. He's still in a battle in his mind. He's free now out with us, but he's still in prison. They need to provide mental health awareness like 
therapy counselors, uh, things to get him back on his feet. They just put them out here and thinking, okay, you've been in here in this four by four, this six by six for how many years? And now this whole world is open to you. It has to be a shock to say the least. And so how do you feel about it? Oh, I'm really glad you asked me that. I actually have a huge opinion about that. Um, jail for some reason, it's not, it's not really there to rehabilitate. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's there to rehabilitate. Um, because 18 years ago is not the same as it was today. No. 18 years ago, what was it? It was flip the beginning of flip phones. Um iPods. Internet, internet. We, we we had to put disc in the dial up. We had to. <laughs> okay, we still had that back then. So like, it's not, it's not, it's not the same. So like, when they, when these men come out of prison after doing these long bids, especially when they're innocent, well, whether they're innocent or not, let me let me let me just mm-hmm. do it from both both perspectives. Whether they're innocent or not, when they do these long bids and then they come out, they're coming into literally a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Like they don't they don't know. They don't know. They don't know what they're doing when they come out. They they didn't they didn't go into prison with uh, uh this kind of phone. They went no. to they went to they went to prison with a with a with a Nokia flip phone or the phone with the snake when you know the one with the snake game, like exactly. It, it's not. They're not. They're not rehabilitating. They come out and then some of them end up reoffending, right? Because that's what they know. Exactly. And because they're not used to this outside world because they were never prepared for it mm-hmm. but no seriously no seriously they they, they need they're not going to right but if, it, if if i was running a prison right mm-hmm. i would do i would do my best to rehab do the rehabilitation part so that person who did that crime can go into society be a law-abiding citizen and and try to live a normal life but they don't do that no they don't do that to those men they you know, they talk their shit, excuse me, they talk their shit to them and, you know, verbally abuse them, say like, you're just like another, you're just another nigga on the street, you know, whatever, whatever treatment they get in there. And then they have to come out and then try to navigate something that they don't understand. Exactly. Exactly. So Holly, let me tell you, I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show today and when i think about your future or when you think about your future holly what are some of the long-term goals and aspirations that you want for yourself the work that you do in your podcast so eventually morning mimosas will be a full-blown sitcom that will blow investigation discovery out of the water baby yeah that's goal number one <laughs> and then um morning mimosas slowly becoming into a nonprofit that helps these families get a sense of healing, truth, and justice, mm-hmm. and then just breaking generational curses. So my kids have something, and then my making making sure my grandkids have something that to be proud of, and to know that hey, my mommy, grandma, whatever, she was an advocate for this. So I want to make sure that I'm doing the same things. Exactly, exactly. So with all that being said, I appreciate you coming on today's show and just sharing what you're doing in order to help communities, but especially our communities, be able to truly break free from the enslavement of the mind (laughs) so that we can move forward into the future and don't have the same chains, uh, invisible chains that that we carry 
generation generation we break them for our children and all the generations that come behind us yes and so thank you for being um coming on the show holly and i look forward to listening in on your podcast uh and thank you thank you so much for being here That you asking serious talks and topics how to come up and profit, how to better yourself. Your health is here, we got it. Reaching 350 million, they tuning in. We in 50 different countries, we all can. And like minded, find your purpose and your assignment. Come get your fix, your feel, your mental alignment. Get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network, start the show. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR is who we are. The Media Network. That's the best by far, you know. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. Your health is here, we got it. Reaching 350 million, they tuning in. We in 50 different countries, we all can. And like minded, find your purpose and your assignment. Come get your fix, your feel, your mental alignment. Get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network, start the show. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR is who we are. The Media Network. That's the best by far, you know. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network.